Hey guys! Hey friends! Welcome to Crayons and Pencils! <laughs> we back again, y'all. We are back, back again. again. And this will be our about our sixth episode, but our second YouTube video. So again, for those who are listening to our podcast, if for some reason the Spotify or the Apple Music is not working, you can go ahead and pop on there on YouTube. So our podcast or YouTube channel is called literally Crayons and Pencils. So you can find us there. But if you, for some reason, if you're looking at Crayons and Pencils and you just see some crayons, an ad for crayons and some pencils, which that I saw when us. I was trying to look at that is not us. So hopefully you see two people, one, a girl with braids and a young boy with, you know, a nice haircut. So that is us. We're not the people who are just holding up crayons and pencils. That is not us. So yeah. <laughs> make sure you follow the right people. All right, Miss Donna, time to get into today's conversation. We want to talk all about changes that we want to make in education and the impact that we are making in the classroom and some of the things we love and some of the things we hate. So starting off, tell us all about the things that you love about education. So kind of tying back into our last conversation, so kind of saying like how I like to, uh, once I show my kids, especially my guys, that I really like, you know, comics and things like that, um, is we get really good deep conversations, because especially I'm not really big on sports, so that's one thing I can't really connect with my kids so much, which is sad, but I love the bonds I can have with my students. But sometimes I like those random conversations I have with my students, and so normally when they're working by themselves, they chit chat with each other, but I'm very nosy. Um, so I can list, I hear almost everything they're saying, maybe not everything, but I hear like pieces of their conversations, but sometimes they say the most off the wall things. They do. They. I know. <laughs> and for y'all that don't know, when I sometimes work with middle school and sometimes they'll say stuff and I'll just have to like literally look up to the sky like, did this girl really just say what she said? And it's not even like innocent stuff. Some of this stuff is really inappropriate. <laughs> I can't and even tell like, you. What? And you don't like, even know what to respond. You don't. And sometimes I even had one student, I think they were in third grade and they made this inappropriate comment. And I just had to look at them like, what are you doing saying stuff like this? And so I just walked away because and we were outside. I was just like, let me walk away because I don't know what to do. These children, like these children will make comments and you gotta really get you gotta be just... made for this. I know, because sometimes they'll roast each other. Like mostly they're respectful to me, but sometimes mm -hmm. they'll um, you know, try it. And so, and as a teacher, especially new teachers, sometimes it's hard to figure out how to respond, especially when they roast each other. And Austin I had, and I had a conversation before we started recording about like kids roasting each other. So even though they're close, but sometimes you don't know if it's to the point where um, it's like almost bullying. So, you know, even with your family, how you can pick with each other, but you don't know this all the time. Mm -hmm. And so also kids don't have to also understand like that point, don't, you know, even though you're saying thing it is can be funny, can't hurt someone's feelings you don't know because people can, you know, smile all the time and not show how they're feeling. So I had that conversation with my students. It's like, guys, you don't know if a person's having a bad day or their home life and the day you actually say something and push them to the edge. So like me, like I can be smiling all the time, but you don't know what I'm going through. And then mm -hmm. I had a kid said, Miss McDonald, do you need to talk about it? I'm like, girl, please. And one boy was like, Miss McDonough, are you sure you're okay? You're smiling right now, but how do we know that you you're not gonna be pushed to the edge? I'm like, guys, I'm okay. And so kids will just say like some of the funniest things, like even though you're trying to be serious, but they'll say the most off the wall things. Mm -hmm. Or just so I just really love the bonds I have with kids. So I don't really I even though I love my degree in English and I love, you know, teaching about the books we're reading. And, you know, I love teaching, but the real thing I love about teaching that makes me come to the door every single day is just seeing my kids like in the hallway. I try to stay out in the hallway. I see former kids coming by and just saying, hey. And so sometimes I'll have former kids say, hey, Miss McDonald. And then I'll have a current student who sees that. They're like, why are you talking to my teacher? That's my uh -oh. teacher. Uh -oh. And so it's kind of cute, like how they have that little, that little banter back and forth. So it's just good having those connections with them. They know that you love them and that you care. Because I tell my kids every um, year like guys even though um, if no one else tells you like I love you even though you're not my physically you're my kids mm -hmm. you're always going to be my child you can be the most annoying person in the world but I love you because my contract only tells me that I have to make sure I have a safe learning environment and that I teach you my contract does not tell me that I have to love you I choose to love you and mm -hmm. one boy was like 
you actually do love us? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he's, and he looked at me, he's like, dang. And he looked up to the side. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do love you guys. Even though we may be kind of close in age, because I'm still kind of young. So I'm, old, I'm like, guys, I'm your mother. Or like, I'm your auntie. Or I'm like um, an older sister to them. So I'm like, I really, truly, genuinely care about you. I care about what goes on in your lives. Um, I really do love you guys. So I just love the bonds I have with my students and just the fun, random mm-hmm. conversations we have. I know. <laughs> what like about with, you, Austin? With me, all I really can do and like my position is love them. You know, I mm-hmm. don't have my, I have classes I do teach and work with, but it's like, I don't go, I don't wake up every morning going to like, you know, a classroom and having my, mm-hmm. like my own class. So like, I'm very, I move around a lot. I rotate, I switch. And so whenever I get the opportunity to work with different classes, I make sure that they know that I am here, I support you, I am with mm-hmm. you, and I got your back. Like um, sometimes in the morning, the teachers are required to stand and open their door. So when I open the door, I say, good morning. I smile, I greet them, I ask them how they feel. Um, yeah. Even at the beginning of some of my lessons, I'll do a check-in. It's very babyish, but I do it with all my kids. I say, give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. How you feeling today? I let them share. I let them talk to their mm-hmm. peers about it so that they can become like so they become aware of like how each other is feeling and how they can better oh, like so, this. um social emotional learning. Yes, it was um it's a word that I'm looking for, but I can't think about it. But just so that they can become aware with one another and so that they can understand that we are human and we feel this way and how communication is important. And I know with mm-hmm. my middle schoolers, when I work with them, it's important that I establish that. A lot of times they just feel like they're just there to be there. And I want to make sure that they understand how they're feeling and that I am here to support them and guide them. Um, I have some younger students that sometimes don't feel like they're wanted. They don't feel special. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to come in there. I might draw them this little panda on a piece of paper and I might say, here, this is my gift to you just so that I can make them feel special and feel loved. And something wants to feel loved. And like the bond, and these bonds with students are like truly special. I will treasure that. And I know I said this in a previous podcast is one thing that I tell myself every morning is that I want to bring joy into the classroom. If a mm-hmm. child has not smiled within the hour I was in that room, then I know I did something wrong. And so I just mm-hmm. want to make sure that you can't come to school dull. Every day is a new adventure. You got to bring some excitement. So I want to make sure that my kids feel special and wanted. And I was surprised with my middle schoolers you know I'm I'm a kindergarten teacher at heart so you know I'm used to the hugging and the little sweet notes and one day I went into the middle school class and all these middle schoolers were giving me hugs they were asking me how I was doing they were writing me little notes and I was just Mm -hmm. like it was giving me a lot of like kindergarten kind of vibes I was like wait a minute do y'all love me and I was starting to cry. <laughs> yeah, that was... happens in high school, too, because mm-hmm. I was surprised. Like, I get a lot of hugs in high school. Like, a lot of my mm. former students, they'll come by and give me a hug. I had this one student, um, um, she was gone for a while, and I was going to my room. Like, in the morning, I'm, like, zoned in. I'm, like, I'm just trying to get my stuff done. I just hear, Miss McDonald, Miss McDonald. I thought something happened. So I turn, and she just runs up and gives me a hug. So even in high school, a lot of them do want, like, that hug and love. Of course, you still have to be careful, so I try to do the mm-hmm. side hug. But some of them just need – because again especially in the group I'm work with um a lot of them don't feel that love maybe not at home Mm -hmm. or just like with other people because again with high schoolers people are always expecting them you are an adult you're almost an adult you have to treat them but sometimes doing babyish stuff so some of the kids are like you should have taught middle um, elementary or why are you babying us but I'm like guys you're still my kids and sometimes like small stuff like giving them stickers like one time Mm -hmm. I was giving out stickers and they were so jealous or I'll write um if they make a 100 I'll do this let me see if I can draw it I'll write like a 100, but I'll put a little I with a, like this. Oh, It's probably backwards, like that. I'll do that on, because my teachers did that for me when I was in high school, I mean, elementary, but it's just something I just like doing. It's just something automatic. And when I started doing that, I forgot maybe a few kids to do that. And so they were looking at other people's, other students' papers. They're like, why did you do that for them? You didn't do that for me. So they came up, put their papers on my table and said, I want one, so I had to draw, you know, smiley faces on all their papers. So even Mm. though high schoolers, and I think COVID kind of um, did that a little bit because a lot of Mm. them didn't get that elementary or middle school experience. So now coming to high school, my high schoolers act like middle school students. Mm. Like they tattle on each other and all these things. So I'm still working through that. 
but just for them to know that I do love them, I do care about them, but I also still have expectations for you. Because I had one student, I had her last year, um, and she was a senior, and that was my first senior ever. She was in my um, one of my classes. It was like an elective class. And so she came back um, a few weeks ago, and they said, you have a visitor. And I thought, a visitor? I never get visitors. And it was a former student, um, and she came in, gave me a hug. She said, I don't, have, I don't have enough time to talk with you for a moment, but I just want to write this out for you. So she had like a sticky note, and she wrote like a nice note, left it on my desk. She said, don't read it until I leave. She left, gave me a hug, and I gave her a hug, you know, because I love giving my kids hugs and knowing that I love them. And so she left. And so I shouldn't have read that note. <laughs> well, before mm. I started teaching, because I was trying not to cry, <laughs> um, she wrote, because I was, because before my students leave the the year, I always write them a goodbye note. So I'm mm. like, I'm not paying money for canning stuff that you're just going to eat or maybe you're not like throw away. I'm going to write a detailed note for each and every student. So that's about 70 notes every semester. It does cram. Like I try to spend each one day, because I have like three classes, I try to spend one day um, just writing all the notes for that mm-hmm. specific um, class. And for all my students I have, uh, I try to write some sort of detailed note, like how much I care about them, what I saw them, how they grew. I might write them encouragement or incur- or um, like words of advice, especially kids who may, um, I know they could be a leader, but they're maybe acting up. But I'm going to make sure I write a note for every student. And so that year I was actually not going to do it, but I was like, no, let me still do it. And so that showed me and she wrote how, when she was going through a bad time, she saw that note and that really encouraged her. And so I was like, you know, that's the reason why I do what I do. Not because I want to teach a book or teach Lord of the Flies or teach this book. I do it because I really want to make an impact in students. Not to be like a superhero, but I want them to know that someone has their back. Someone cares about them because everyone needs someone in their corner. You don't know what someone's going through. Someone always needs someone in their corner. And so that's that's why I became a teacher. It's just so they can feel the love and feel that someone does care and is rooting for them. Mm. I I want to piggyback on when you said the notes. I remember, um, I know I told you about it. It was um, Mm -hmm. teacher appreciation week. I was a senior in high school and Mm -hmm. I was just about to graduate and get my associate degree. And one of my mentor teachers, I was picking on him. I said, hey, um, when y'all gonna get me something for teacher appreciation week? I said, ain't I a teacher? And um, that's my Instagram handle. No, that's that's right there. And so um, ain't I a teacher? And basically they were like, um, they were just kind of joking off and I went off to my next class. And when I came back, um, I taught a lesson on measurement and I was teaching kids how to use a ruler. I think we talked about string. We talked about tiles. Mm-hmm. They can learn how to measure objects. After I finished it, I got my exit tickets. I was just checking off. Um, and when I was finished, the mentor teacher had said, uh, Austin, we have something for you. I said, what do you have for me? And it's left in my dorm. I wish I would have brought it. But it was like this okay. nice blue notebook. It was handcrafted and it had notes just filled with a bunch of sweet notes Aww. from students. And y'all, when I told y'all, I almost cried. But I didn't almost cry. I did cry. I was in tears all down my face. It, I even have a video of me crying. And, like, <laughs> students were, like, they were talking about how, um, because um, at the time I was a teenager, they were saying, like, oh, my goodness, Austin, you, um, I can't believe a teenager is teaching me math. You must be Aww. really smart. And I was like, oh, thank you. And so I didn't think about how much time I spent with this group. But, like, I was okay. basically with them for... SEL. I did math with them. I was with them for recess. I did after school with them. So like I was constantly like seeing this group a lot and for them to be able to specifically talk about things that I was doing with them and how they were saying like how much they loved me, how much they liked um, the different activities. You know, it wasn't as wordy as a high school that would get it, but it was the best they can do. And just that they were able to recognize what I was doing at that kind of age. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm making an impact. I'm changing lives. And so- yeah. And with other students, they might not give me a note, but just them recognizing that, you know, because sometimes us teachers, we want to feel special too. Just yeah. feeling sometimes recognized and loved by some of our kids, it just it makes a difference. And it we pour so much them. out that you mm-hmm. just need something to kind of fill in. Because even though we don't do it just to be, we don't do it all, we don't do what we do just to be recognized, mm-hmm. um, but we do it because we do love our kids. However, even though we're doing all this, we do need some sort of, you know, thing that kind of help us at the end, if that makes sense. So like if we're, cause we're constantly pouring out at the end of the day, I'm tired. Like I am drained. So I hate when people say, and we're just kind of going to our cons of like, people say, all you do is just, you know, write a lesson. No, we do so much. Like we pour out to our kids cause we really love, it's almost like 
we are their second parents. And for some of them, we are their only parents. Mm-hmm. And so just seeing that, um, that someone is thankful that you spend all this time doing the things that you do is really helpful because at the end, you can't pour an empty bucket, can't pour into someone else. You need to kind of be filled. And just mm-hmm. sometimes just a thank you or a hug or just feeling mm-hmm. that you're loved and appreciate, appreciate it goes a long way. But I do remember this one um, teacher saying that that's why I reason a lot of young teachers kind of get out of the um, teaching as well, mm-hmm. because you don't get that immediate satisfaction all the time. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like you help so many people, but you're not going to always get thank you or that was such Mm -hmm. a good job. You're not going to get a pat on the back every single day. Sometimes you might not get anything a whole year. Like no one's going to say you did a good job on that or amazing job or you did such a good lesson on today. You get an observation. They might just pick at every little thing because so you can't get the four points on your rubric um, for your observations. So with being a young, because you know how we often get immediate gratification. So like if you do something good in school, you get like 100. So you got a good grade. Or if you um, baked a good cake, someone eats and it's like, oh, that was delicious. You did a good job on that. But with teaching, it's almost like a thankless job sometimes because you can go in there every single day and never hear anything about whether you did a good job or not. So you don't get that instant, that instant gratification. And I want to pick on that because sometimes with me, um, people, they'll be like, um, Austin, don't look for praise too much. And I don't. I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. It's with me when I do receive praise. I like to, this is what I like to do. I like to take a picture of it or write it down. And like for me, sometimes it's hard for me to just, because I get like a lot of, not anxiety, but sometimes I get too much caught in my head. And yeah. so sometimes I need visual reminders. And I'm like, I'll pull that quick little reminder saying like, awesome, this is why we do what we do. The encouragement that I sometimes get from parents. Look, I was a teenager and I was getting encouragement from parents. They were saying I was doing a good job. I said, this is something I'm going to write down and remember. Mm -hmm. So it was like, sometimes I take little tokens from the day and I put it and I have this bulletin board fits in my closet. So when I go and pray, sometimes I have my little reminder that encourages me Mm -hmm. on why I do what I do and why I keep moving. Because like you said, People aren't going to always be there to say that you're doing a good job. So you're going to have to encourage yourself. You're going to have to put your big girl, your big boy clothes on and go on and move <laughs> out through your day and say, hey, you, and sometimes you'll have a bad day, but you still got to say you did the best you could. Because listen, mm-hmm. you could have left your job. You could have gotten your car. You could have went home. You could have said, look, forget this. You could have done something different. But look, you still mm-hmm. here. You still making it. You still thriving. You got another yeah. day. You're going to be with your students. You know, every day is a new day. So I always mm-hmm. like to say, sometimes you got to nitpick at the little things to encourage yourself to keep going because you are doing yep. a good job. Because look, at least you're mm-hmm. doing something. That's how I like to put it. Yeah. You're doing something. And you're something. making a difference in the classroom. So the one job that really makes a difference, because our job as a teacher, we influence other, you know, other um, jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we don't know who you have in your classroom. You might have the next, <laughs> some of my kids are like, I'm going to be a rapper because I teach poetry. And mm-hmm. one kid's like, you know, Ms. McDonald, I'm going to be a rapper one day. I was like, you go, boo. You go. Look, I'm staying look. So I'm going to a... hype my kids up. You want to be a rapper? You be a rapper. If you want to be a doctor, you go be a doctor. You want to be a cosmetologist? You be a cosmetologist. I'll write that recommendation for you. I will support you. So, like, our job, you know, influences other, you know, um, jobs. So even mm-hmm. though we have, you know, all these good things we love about education, and we also, one thing, another one more about education it's just the other teachers (laughs) like we just have a fun community it's also depends Mm -hmm. on what school you go to but i love the community at my school and working with the other teachers they are hilarious and so something could happen you look at them and they look at you and we're just thinking you don't have to say anything you just look you're like "Mm, why (laughs) (laughs) or just the way they help each other especially being a new teacher or even an older teacher I love how something happens at our school, like if someone's hurting or someone needs something, I love how my school comes together to really help other, you know, educators in the, in the school. So like I want to, um, my department, they help each other. And so I just love how we all come together, even though we're not a small school, but we have mm-hmm. a good community. And so making sure like whatever school you're at, that good community can go a long way. So you might have an awful day. Things in the district might not be going well, but if you have a really strong school community, that goes a long way versus anything that can happen um, in the school, if that makes sense. And I know like with um, what you're saying with the teachers, um, I go to a small school, so like I don't have a lot mm-hmm. of people there. And when I come into the classroom, like I'm gonna say like on Friday, I had went into this one classroom and I was all energetic. I was bouncing, I was dancing. And 
one thing that a lot of the teachers at the school, um, they really let me be myself. They let, they embrace my creativity. They embrace my passion and my love for education. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, just go do you, boom. And I'll be like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to do me. Look, and sometimes I have these big ideas. I got little ideas. And, you know, just being able to do what I can do is I can't do without the teachers. You know, that's the real support system. You know, you got your parents, you got your students, but without some of the teachers that really helped me be able to contribute in their classrooms, I don't know if I could do it without them. So I, I really yeah. applied like the members in my community. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And the weird thing, even if you just say that you're a teacher, you could be in a completely different state or something and you see another teacher, we always mm-hmm. seem to connect. And so I join a lot of Facebook groups, um, Facebook groups for teachers, and everyone is so willing to share. So if someone has a good idea, people are like, can you share this with me? Teachers are notorious for sharing things with each other. So if you have a cool idea, usually most teachers are not willing, are not, um, they don't really hold it. They're like, yes, please use it. Like, I love how the teacher community, education community, they're willing to share and swap ideas, give out whole lesson plans. Out. People give me whole unit plans. I was like, I didn't ask for that, but thank you. Um, or people just giving, you know, just ideas. You're like, I have a question about this. How do I do this? You don't always have to take everything, but educators are good at just giving you anything you want just to help you out because everyone wants to see each other succeed. And so that's what I like, kind of what I like about our profession. Okay. Y'all ready to talk about what we hate? (laughs) We have to try (sighs) not to get heated. Look, we have to try not to get heated. We got to keep it short and simple and sweet. Last time we did this, we went up to about 40 minutes. Because we actually recorded this podcast earlier, but for some reason on the site that we're using for a podcast, Mm. it only recorded me. So my visual (laughs) and only my audio. So that was very awkward. So we are recording this again, part two. Well, I'm going to let you start off because I got to get myself together before I go. (laughs) All right. So kind of tying back to what I kind of said earlier a little bit. So one of the cons of education and things I would like to see change is the disrespect that we get from other professions or from other teachers, not other teachers, sorry, um, not other teachers, but from other, you know, like parents and things. So I hate it like during COVID. So that's when I kind of started teaching like during COVID. Um, so a lot of students um, were, most students were home, you know, with their parents, with their guardians, right? And mm-hmm. so those parents had to be the teachers. And of course, even though we were online, you know, using Google Meet or zoom or whatever and still teaching but parents had to do hands-on working with their children especially elementary and so i like how seen on instagram and facebook a lot of people supporting teachers like oh my gosh i can't believe you guys do this every single day i'm gonna give my whenever we come back and really support you but once kids came back that was a completely different story the disrespect came back you know two tons and so i also hated on facebook like some one person um wrote on facebook um, she just said something about like, te- all the teachers do is just send out assignments. Send out assignments, ma'am. Oh, no, we don't. I have so many hats that I put on every single day. That's why I'm literally drained at the end of the day. So like at the very beginning, if I just wrote out a lesson and just taught the lesson every single day, I would not have those bonds that I told you guys earlier with my students. I have to engage my students. I have to wake them up because again, I have high schoolers and a lot of high schoolers are dealing with a lot of emotional trauma or emotional things. So I have to sometimes be a therapist. So our school is so big and a lot of kids are going through stuff. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the counselors all can't, you know, get every single child. So I'm ended up being the counselor working with my students, um, kids who don't. And also in the classroom, a lot of students, I have like 26 different kids, different kids. They're not all the same. They're not zombies. So I can't just teach one lesson in five seconds and expect everyone to get it right then. I have to individually work with each and every student. And also there's six things called IEPs. So individual education plans. So some kids need a little bit more extra help than other kids in the same classroom. Then I have those kids who can get the lesson in five seconds and they're already done in less than a second. And I have to figure out how to work with them, but also work with the kids who are really struggling and the kids are kind of in the middle. Then I also have kids who come from different countries who do not Mm -hmm. speak English. And so I have to work with them. So how can I try? And I don't speak any other language except English, even though I should have taken Spanish. Look, I don't know seriously that. in high school <laughs> and then I took Latin in college so no I don't know how to speak if, he, if they gave me a student who wrote in Latin I can probably help him or her right so I have kids who are also speaking different languages I have to work with them individually all in only 90 minutes and that's not enough time it's literally an hour and a half 
I have to teach the content that my district gives me. So I have to teach the content, but I can't even teach the content if my kid is going through trauma at home. So maybe their parents are not home and some of my kids are working. So they're coming in school tired and then I have to put them all on the same standards. Then they have to end a course exam or they have a big test at the end. I have to make sure all my kids are meeting those standards so they can go to the next grade. And so you want to tell me that all I do is just teach, is just teach a lesson. No ma'am and no sir. And so that's just a little bit part of my day. That's not even talking about teaching, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to stop. That's just a little bit of what I do in my day. And so that. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's, so, yeah. <laughs> look, I just think it's important that they need to understand teachers. Just understand us and have empathy. I look mm-hmm. I look at the teachers that we that I have um, at the school I go to and just seeing them. You no, know, I can't really talk about what teachers do. I haven't really been gone to that capacity No, Austin, yet, you have that. No, Austin, you've gone through a lot of stuff, even being mm-hmm. like a student teacher. So even though you don't have the classroom by yourself, you still, you're seeing all the stuff that you have to deal with. And then also people forget, because you're also a student, right? So you have mm-hmm. classes after you're teaching, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have and they forget teachers, we have home lives as well. I may not have my own personal family, but I have family members that I do take care of. I also am very involved in my church. I'm also very involved with other things as well. I'm working on a podcast right now, right? I also do tutoring on the side, right? Mm-hmm. And I also have a whole life. So my whole, but then if I'm so focused on the kids that I have at school, I also have to forget, like I have things outside of school I have to put my attention to, right? Mm-hmm. I have my own family, right? And you have your own, you know, you have to take your classes and everything. So if we only just taught a lesson, that's not even a even a millisecond. I probably only teach about maybe 30 minutes the entire week. Most of the and stuff is, is really working with my students. And about that, like, you could teach a lesson, but if the children don't learn it, you got to teach the lesson again. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like these things on top of things and top of things, and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Lord, and then you got to fight time. outside the door. You're trying to teach. You got boom, 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 mm-hmm. bam, bam, bam. You did this to me. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you got to go outside the door. I see a kid fighting. You got to call the... um admin they have to go and the kids are because look on the i sure ain't about to break no fight <laughs> i am not about to break no fight. i'm gonna let y'all i'm do running it. to the <laughs> i'm running to the office and so they were the other teachers were laughing at me because i had another teacher we're both calling at the same time we didn't know we we're both calling the office and so she's like um there's a fight out there there's a fight and then i go up there I'm like um there's an altercation outside <laughs> and so they were laughing at me other way because she was like yo there's a fight outside there's a fight and i'm just like was this the same fight, fight or uh, no, two yes, different the fights? same fight. <laughs> yeah, this was the same exact fight, but we didn't see each other both going to our rooms to call because I'm like, I can't break. You see me? I can't break up a fight. I'm going to call and try to get other kids away. So I didn't mm-hmm. know she was going to her room calling and I went to my room calling. <laughs> and so um, the way the way we kind of handle that was different. But again, we have fights going on. I have kids bullying each other, other kids. I have kids who are going through little, literally abuse at home and then they're bringing all that to school, right? So that's just, and so just a disrespect of people just saying that we don't know what we're talking about, what we're doing, dealing with. Sometimes the teachers know more about your kids than the actual parents, because sometimes and they open up more to teachers. That part. See, I'm going to go, let me see, let me go back a little bit. Let's go back to last year. I had, I was doing after school, right? You barely mm-hmm. have teachers as it is. So you better be grateful I was in here helping your child. I have a little, there was altercation where, the parent was confused on why the child was getting their work done. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't aware that they were supposed to do their homework at this particular time and thought it was something they did at home because it was actually additional practice because um, the mm-hmm. school, you know, we didn't have um, homework policy. But, you know, apparently they were supposed to do it. I got caught up, you know, got my class together. But then, you know, there was another comment from an individual that they were like, why am I, why is this child not getting work done in the classroom? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I said, I wasn't aware. I said, we're going to get on to that. And then they were making comments like, oh, that's just the student. Where's the real teacher in there? Why, why are you trying to get your work? Done? And I said, what? You said what? And so, you know, my mentor teacher had my back and had to get it taken care of. But one thing I hate is like, I am a student teacher. I'm learning. I ain't teaching, but I'm a student teacher. No, you I'm are st- a teacher. You have the word teacher at the end. You're still a teacher. Look, I'm still, you know, we getting there. And um, one thing I hate is when people undermine my potential because I know I'm very young so it's kind of mm-hmm. like I wish sometimes people could be more understanding of like the type of things that I do and don't always mm-hmm. be so quick to say oh your class is loud so let me go and fix that and I'm like mm-hmm. no my class isn't loud I made it I created an environment where students could feel on um, 
um, engaged enough to express how they're feeling and talk. And that's how I got the room set up. So sometimes people are always so quick to judge. They don't always listen to what I got to say. Now, I'm thankful yeah. for the people that do listen and do hear me out because I get a lot of good feedback. Um, but what I really want to talk, I want to really go into this part. I just really got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about how people undermine the education major. This yes. is a whole discussion right here. And I'm going to say just this little quick thing. I feel that within schools, we're always trying to find teachers and we're finding it in any kind of way possible. I'm going to choose this veteran. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get a hairstylist. You can go to this little program. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you a barber. I'm going to get you a manager from the grocery store. I'm going to get you and you. But I'm like, y'all try to get all these people and accommodate them. Why don't you accommodate for the people that are already in your classroom? And with those um, who actually said I was going to, I am going to be a teacher. And listen, I didn't understand that education majors have gone through all this. I went into my little orientation. Some people handed me a whole list out and they were like, okay, Ethan, you got to do boom, 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 boom. And I was like, okay, you know, and I was doing my thing until I started understanding. Then I was looking at it. I was like, wait a minute, I ain't going to have no money. They were talking about student mm-hmm. teaching. They're talking about you have to travel your own self. You have to get to your own school, pay for your own gas, get your own food. And on top of that, you need to teach all day and then go to class at the end of the day and still create like papers and lesson plans and find little things like that. And I'm and like, they don't pay you too. When you're student teaching, they literally told us you cannot have a job while you're student teaching. But then we also asked, are you going to give us gas money? They said, no, you're going to pay us. No, we're not going to pay you. But mm. you want us to go literally especially for high school we have to go some of them almost an hour to that school because high schools aren't really close by elementary schools are close by but high schools are not so we're gonna have to drive out you know a long ways through traffic to go to these schools but we can't get paid so we can live and we also have to pay for tuition we also have to pay for food and we also have to pay for gas but you're not gonna give us any stipend at all Mm -hmm. and especially because for me to be uh, i have a master's in teaching so our student teaching was in the master's program you don't get a lot of scholarships for master's programs. And once you go you to don't. graduate school, the money is limited, especially for teaching. There's also not a lot of teaching scholarships. Well, they're they're trying to, which I like. But once you go to graduate school, they're like, you're on your own, boo. So I can kind of see what you're saying, Austin. Like, they're not going to pay you, but yet. And just like ahead. without, I also think we need support. And just like you, so you can support different people in their careers and how mm-hmm. you can support teachers and give them things. Us college students need support. Don't just go out trying to get all these people so you can get them in the classroom. Help support us so that we can get into the classrooms that you want us mm-hmm. in. Do you not want to train professional in your classroom? I am literally studying how the child's brain works, how to teach them, how to work with them, how to all of that. And y'all are so busy wanting to get a veteran in the class. I ain't got no disrespect for people that have alternative paths. I support you. But I'm saying is, why are we not supporting the people that are going? Like, I need mm-hmm. help. Like I'm looking now, kind of, I, it's like a whole 30 list of things I got to do. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I need help. I'm calling for help. And y'all are so yeah. busy trying to get all these other people into the classroom. So that's just my little and like What you're kind of seeing with Austin, he's going through like the educational program. Mm-hmm. And so what people in kind of time when I talked about earlier, like people are belittling educators. They don't mm. see us as professionals. I have a master's degree in teaching. I have a bachelor's in English. So I know my content. Austin is getting his bachelor's. He also has an associate's degree while he was in high school. He's getting his bachelor's in education. So we have little little degrees. If you look at my school, most of the teachers there, almost way more than half over the teachers at my school and in my district, a lot of us have bachelor's or master's degree. We even have some doctors in our school who are in the who are in the classroom. They're not. Um, you know, like the principals and whatever. I have, I um, know people who are literally doc, who are literal doctors in the classroom. But then parents, and not just parents, so like people in the community, want to belittle us. Like we don't know what we're talking about. Um, mm. So when we're saying your kid is like not doing well in this, they need maybe support in this, or maybe your kid is like acting up in a way. So maybe they need extra support. So maybe they do need an IEP, or maybe they need this kind of test. And you're like, no, I know my kid. My kid doesn't do that. But they, your kids act different when they're in the classroom. We're seeing them every single day more hours, um, more than most parents. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing them every single day. We took classes on the way the brain works. We took classes in psychology or in pedagogy. I took classes on how to read Shakespeare, on how to read poetry, on how to teach poetry, right? We spent hours. I spent four, five years of my life learning about this. Literally. But yet you want to teach me like a professional. 
And I even dress like a professional. So sometimes I know we have like jean days on when um, on Fridays and stuff, but mm-hmm. the rest of the week I try to dress as professional as I can so people can take me a little bit seriously. Like I am so people think teachers, they think it's like a little cutesy thing. So even when I was taking the education courses while I was in college, one person asked me, What are you gonna be? Or what are you going to school for? I was like, Oh, I'm an English major, I'm gonna be an educator. They're like, Oh, that's so cute. Ma'am, I am oh, teaching no. high school students. That is not cute. Boys who are taller than me, like twice my size. And you're saying that's cute? No, ma'am, no, sir. That is not cute. I'm literally teaching almost grown adults. I like that. <laughs> I'm um, like half their size. I like the reference because um, I use this when I'm talking to other people. I'll say, you don't want, you wouldn't want me to be a doctor. Would you want me to go into a hospital and, and do a surgery? No, you wouldn't feel safe. No, I don't. So why are you just going to bring anybody into the classroom to teach a lesson? Would you not want yeah. a trained professional? Like, Currently, I've learned how to assess IEPs and how to create mm-hmm. those documents. Like, I probably won't ever have to make them, but I understand the background and I have enough knowledge enough on how it works. So would you not mm-hmm. rather have someone like me in an IEP meeting helping your child get an accessible and equitable education? Or would you rather want somebody that was a, ma- a manager at Food Lion trying to get your child in a program? See, mm-hmm. so like, I don't think people understand that this is a professional business. You got to think about it like that. This is a professional organization that is educating your child because we are creating world changes. But I'm creating people that are going to go into the workforce and help change our world, not somebody that's going to be sitting on the streets because I don't want my kids sitting on the streets when they get older. I want yeah. all my kids to have a job. I want all my kids mm-hmm. to do well in life. I want them to be up. I want them to be successful. I want them to change mm-hmm. the world. So you got these professionals and we need to be treated as professionals because we are yeah. doing what professionals should do. So treat us like professionals. So that also even ties with our salary too. So even like kind of time with Austin, even though he's student teaching, they're not paying him at all. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. I hope fully they change that by the time you actually do full-time student teaching. But even for those who are in the workforce, so I know like a lot of schools and districts are trying to get more teachers. And so they're trying to get like a bonus pay. You can join our district, get a bonus. Well, what about um, the teachers who've been here for years and years? They mm-hmm. haven't got a bonus. What about their bonus for actually staying here, staying in the classroom? Of course, still get a bonus maybe for people who come. Of course, we all need money. But for those who've been here for a certain amount of years, we've really been working hard. Because again, like I said, sometimes teaching is almost like a thankless job, but at least support them in some kind of way. So no, I don't want Jean's Day for, um, Jean's Day for, uh, you know, celebration. It's for nice, but... I love like anything someone gives me, like I'm very grateful. Like I'm grateful for the kids who are giving me, you know, the hugs. I'm grateful for the notes. I'm grateful for when my school, you know, does the barbecue and everything. I love, I love my school can cook. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I'm thinking about that barbecue right now. It's so good. Ooh. But like mainly I'm talking about like, uh, so this has nothing to do with school because the money comes from, you know, like depending on the district you're coming from. So again, like, um, um, income taxes and stuff. So this is really tying to like the state government and stuff. So if you guys really want more educators, you need to pay them. Everyone already knows if someone says, I'm going to be a teacher, people already mean, automatically think, oh, you're not going to get paid enough. Everyone knows that. So go ahead and start paying teachers enough. So we treat us like professionals. We're not babysitters and hate when people think of us as babysitters. I'm not babysitting your child. I'm educating your child. So they can be whatever they want to be. So maybe they do want to work at Food Line and be that manager. Maybe they do want to be the president of the United States. Maybe they want to be a rapper. Maybe whatever they want to be. But we are training them so they know how to communicate in the world. So I'm not training them maybe for a specific job, at least so they know how to be good human beings. Half of my, half of the day when I'm teaching is teaching my kids, how do you talk to other people? Mm-hmm. How do you communicate? How do you try not to be controversial to other people? How can you just be free to be you? Don't try to fit in with other people. I'm teaching them life lessons literally almost every single day through the books that we read, right? So again, we're doing so much in the classroom, but the reason we're leaving, one, we're stressed out because they keep adding more and more things to our plate. So new standards. I'm just learning the standards from last year. And you want to change the standards again. <laughs> and they're not even helping the kids. And you want us to teach, teach that standard for the next mm-hmm. test that you just changed again. And also no support in that. So how do we know how to teach our kids um, for that big test you just told us? And mm-hmm. then also, they also have like a debate whether about teachers should have guns in the classroom. Like, what in the world? We're just trying to survive. And then we also have like school shootings and things. We're trying to figure out how to protect our children. It's just so much in education. Like half of, like just half of the time, we're just thinking about how do I protect my kids? And because mm-hmm. I even had my principal, he even said that 
at least because he's a really good principal and when he talks about like the kids at our school and he says that um when he, the kids are at the school at least he knows they're safe because once they go out those doors there's no way we can do to protect them right so we so the edge is not just teachers it's also admin and other people in the in the school system we care about we really love and care about your kids and of course there's a small caveat of people who don't care but we're not talking about them we're talking about people who literally care about your children but yet they don't want to pay us for the things we do of course people like to say aren't you in there for the um, outcome not the income but mm. if i can't pay my bills if i can't pay this i'm not gonna be in the classroom for long if i'm stressed out about how to survive day to day uh, empty like i said earlier empty bucket can't pour into other people and then also teachers with just mental health problems, not because of the stress we have to deal with. So we're dealing with, because if you pour out so much, like you're helping your, your kids with their emotional needs. But then also you have things at home, you don't, people don't know what you're dealing with. So a lot of teachers just need that emotional support, that financial support. And like you said, also, we just need support, right? Just and we just, that comes with the community, yeah, helping us. And this is just a little caveat of things that we see wrong in education. Mm -hmm. And it's just a disrespect. And just the last thing is just, lack of consequences when it comes to student behavior so if your kid is acting up your kid johnny might act like a sweet baby angel at home but when he comes to my classroom he's acting like the devil's brother <laughs> you know just acting up and then sometimes um for a lot of teachers they leave the classroom because they don't feel like if they write up johnny he's it's not going to go through like nothing's happened so johnny feels like he can do anything he wants to but that's not mm -hmm. going to help the kids in the long run because once they leave the classroom, like my principal said, in the school system, at least we can kind of help them, work with them. But once they're outside the doors, once they graduate, they are full-grown adults. The outside world is not going to care about your IEP. Your, the outside world is not going to care about, oh, you was on the football team. You was on this. No, no one's going to care about that. If you act up, you're going to have consequences for your behavior. Of course, mm. we're trying to teach the kids about behavior in the school, but they also need consequences. So if we don't give them consequences and we don't have support in that then what's the point of because i can't teach if i have johnny throwing pencils teach. in the sky i can't teach the lesson mm -mm. and so half of our problems is just like with classroom management or if i'm mm -hmm. teaching maybe my classroom is perfect my classroom's good outside i hear susie and um susie and joanne fighting over a girl or fighting over a boy oh mm. my gosh and that disrupts the whole class that disrupts the whole school right that so part. we just have so many distractions um, consequences for behavior problems. And I so wanna, we need support for that too. I want to kind of piggyback on what you said on that part. And this will be my last thing. Just with mm -hmm. classroom control. I didn't yes. know like that was a thing until I had to control the class by myself. And like a lot of the teachers and mentors I have now, the only thing I'm going to talk to them about is classroom management. And they're, they're I know they get aggravated because I ask them about it a lot. But like that is a real weakness I have. education. Because it's like, you can teach a lesson, but I got one child who's distracted, another child that keeps mm -hmm. asking me to go to the bathroom, another child who's on their computer, another child who mm -hmm. thinks they don't, I don't see their phone, but I, of course, see their phone, another child mm -hmm. who's passing notes, another child who's cutting up paper, another child who's sleep, another child, it's just like all these different things, and I'm like, okay, uh, let's all get together, and then there's then there can also be stuff, something stirring in the classroom and then one child could just say something random and then a fight could break out. Listen, I was in middle school. Let me tell you, it's just so much. <laughs> the child <laughs> had did something to another student and they were about to get into an altercation. I didn't know what to do and I told you this. I was on the other side of the room. The best thing I could do was go like this. I said, hey, don't do that. <laughs> Listen, I was just doing the dump walk, clapping my hands. And look, the children looked at me like, did this boy really just walk? And this was, I think, these were like older middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. And so like, they looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, listen, y'all, I don't know how to control the class. I don't know how to break up no fight. I just, the best mm -hmm. I could do. And so it's just like, I'm, I'm glad for the support I have now, but I want to make sure when I really get into the classroom that I have this same support and that I can get more support and I can get more yeah. training. Because in the education major system, they do not teach me how to break up no fight. Yeah. They don't nope. even teach me how to control the class. The teachers, they'll say like, oh, a Greek system, well, you can get a jar and put gold in it and everyone will be quiet. <laughs> no, girl. No, it does that world. And no. I'm sitting here and look, you know, me and my um, ambitious self, I try it. Here, y'all, here's a um, thing. We're going to go all the way to the top. Those children don't do it. They sit there they and talk care. over so look, the best thing I could do, look, I had a bribe. 
look, I have this group of kids. It's like a but like it's almost 25 to 30 kids that I sometimes watch. I got I literally got a box of lollipops, laid it on the table, told them to be quiet and follow directions and you could get a lollipop. Look, I know I was bribing them kids, but look, you have to do the best you can. And yes. it's just like just in general, classroom control is it's, it's, it's a lot like because even that's almost why I almost didn't want to be a teacher because mm. I knew I didn't want to do elementary I love the babies but I can't mm. do elementary and that's what almost kept me from even wanting to teach because I was just afraid of classroom management and so thinking back to my education program they did try to teach us classroom management mm-hmm. but it wasn't really they're like you know have good student relationships with your students which but is how have good relationships Yeah. And so my main thing is like, I try to have conversations with them. I greet them every morning if I can. Um, But still, the kid can love you, but they still might take that the wrong way. And like, oh, she's really nice. So I can do whatever I know. No, No. Susie, no, do whatever you want. That was something that I messed up on. Because like a lot of the, and when I say like older students, I'm referring to like kindergarten through eighth grade. And so a lot of the older students I have, they see me too friendly. And so sometimes mm-hmm. that's another thing that I hate is because I talked about in my other podcast is how sometimes people still see me as a student and not a teacher. Yeah. And it can be hard when you're trying to get control of a class and build relationships because I already mm-hmm. have a lot of relationships that were already built with these students. Like I was young with them. And as I grew up, you know, I graduated. They're still in school. So like our, mm-hmm. they already knew me. And so making some transitioning from a teach a student to a teacher and trying to get control over class was one of my, my challenges with like the older kids. And mm-hmm. I just, look, I just, I didn't know what to do. One, there was these <laughs> children, they were just looking at me. They, I would say like, hey guys, let's sit down. Look, I'll do it just like this. I'll say, good morning, friends. I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. I have some directions on the board. Let's sit down and get to it. A student would say, child, why you got that stuff on the board? You know good and well, we're not about to do it. I just want to take my computer and watch YouTube. I'm like, and look, I do this face every day. Like that's yeah, me that's having to. Face. Re- that's how I have to restrain myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, y'all, let's try this again. Mm-hmm. Follow the directions on the board, and then I have to go to the student and be like, "Girl, let me be real with you, real quick. You better not do that. I have to send you out." But look, it's just like all that in this total. Ooh, it's just it's a mess, y'all. If y'all don't help it's us a out, mess. <laughs> look. Some days I just got to go in my car and just have to shed a little tear. <laughs> or I just I go exercising now. Like I just run. I'm like. <sighs> Oh, see, that's, a, that's a healthy way to do it. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. teachers, you just have to find some healthy outlets to kind of yes. get your stuff out there. And like me, this ain't healthy. Because sometimes I just like to get food. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I like to get, I like to go to McDonald's to get me a nice sweet tea and just go. Oh, <laughs> I do like the sweet tea for McDonald's. I'll just get me like my little treat for myself. Sometimes it's just get a large fry and mm-hmm. sweet tea. I don't know. It's just a weird thing I like. Or I like to treat myself. People know if they want to um gift me they like to give me starbucks mm. so like for my birthday some people gave me some starbucks because i know because I, I like to treat myself i like to treat myself like once a week or every other week just on a thursday mm-hmm. as that's like my little thing you know treat myself treat you know because as teachers yep because as teachers like we said sometimes you just got to treat yourself because no one else is going to treat you All so right. you got to treat yourself and transitioning yeah. to our last question because on the things that we hated. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. So, we got passionate, y'all. We got so passionate. We are, let's talk about some ways on how we can bring change into the classroom. And I'll let you go first. So, of course, there's different ways all teachers can do as making change. Because, of course, you're making change every single day once you step your foot in that classroom. The way you interact with your students, the way you show that you care, you are making a change every single day. You don't know what the one word you say may change a kid's life. Cause I remember I said something to the kid, um, to like the classroom and one kid remembered it. And I don't remember what I said. And sometimes the kids remember the stuff you don't want them to remember, but sometimes mm-hmm. the good things you, um, they do remember like somebody that one talk or that one thing you said, or so that's another way we're making change every single day. And of course me and Austin, the one way, cause as you can see, sometimes this podcast is like our therapy in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not only, you know, changing hopefully you know changing educational systems so people can actually see what it's like what it's like to be in the educational program and what's like to be a teacher but also for us we're finding changes in, in ourselves you know like mm. way when we talk to each other I'm like oh I probably could have done that a little bit differently mm-hmm. you know um what about you Austin what are some other changes or things now, that have helped with the system 
I can tell you what I do what I do when I go into classrooms. Since I'm mm-hmm. not like teaching a curriculum, when I do have opportunities to go into the classroom, I like to give students creative outlets. And mm-hmm. I would show you, I don't know what I did with those papers, but I'll go in there and I'll let the kids, um, I'll do like these directive drawings and they're typically for like kindergarten, but I do it for all the way up into eighth grade. And I'll say like, all right, guys, get a sheet of paper out. We're going to draw a fox. I'll sit there. I'll say, draw a circle with me. And I'll do like, you know, step-by-step drawing. And, you know, they'll think it's babyish at first, but then they get really into it and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I threw a fox. And so <laughs> uh, I try to give my kids just um, a lot of opportunities to decompress because school mm-hmm. is a lot. And one thing I hate is that they're on the computers too much. And so another way Mm -hmm. is, look, I tell them, close the computer. Let's take a break. You need to talk to your friend. Talk to your friend. Because, look, I'm all about making sure that we live in a stress-free life. Because I told my mom, this in this season, I'm about to be stress-free. I ain't worried about nobody. Ain't nobody getting on my nerves. I'm about to live me a good life. A good life. And Mm -hmm. so I make sure with my students that they feel loved, they feel respected, and that they are calm and at peace. And that, because this is a safe environment, they don't need to come into a safe environment stressed. Like, Mm -hmm. y'all too young to be stressed. I don't need y'all having wrinkles. (laughs) Like, mm -mm. (laughs) y'all need to come. Trying to stay young. Right. Look, that's college. College ain't going to stress me out. (laughs) You can tell. I got got my lotion on, got my hair done. I mean, nice (laughs) little shirt. College ain't stressing me out, (laughs) y'all. So I'm going to make sure for my students that the interactions that I make with them and just connecting with them on a deeper level is important. And I establish that in the classroom. And I also connect with parents. That's another thing I try to do. I don't always meet with the parents, but I know during like um, summer school, I think, um, Mm -hmm. I made sure that I had a summer class and I was actually had the opportunity to talk to many of the parents before and after school. And so just checking in with them saying, hey, how you doing? Is everything all right? Just make sure I was connecting with them. Also helped me build stronger relationships with them so that I was able mm-hmm. to help their students at a deeper level. So that's how I do it. If you got some advice, y'all let us know so that we can all work together and bring change into the classroom. Definitely, definitely. And so as you saw with our podcast, we just had a lot of things built up to kind of let out. But hopefully Mm -hmm. you learned a lot about, especially those who are not in the educational system or not a teacher, or hopefully you learned a lot of like just a little bit of what things we do love about teachers. Mm -hmm. Again, we love being a teacher, but like with every job, there are, you know, things that we want to see happen, especially since this also affects, you know, the foundation of our country, right? So Mm -hmm. education is the key to everything. So to kind of end us off, so don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and now also on YouTube at crayonsandpencils.com. No, we're not .com. We are just at crayonsandpencils. I just want to say .com for so reason. Look, we're manifesting a website. Yes, we're going to make a website. Bam. Don't don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Let's start that over. Oh, that's right. You're laughing. Okay. Don't forget to subscribe to try it again (laughs) i want to keep that in no (laughs) don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on all platforms including spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music and iHeartRadio. so from drawing in crayons to writing in pencils we are Crayons and pencils. See Woo. you later. Oh, I didn't even have no crayon. I'll do my brush. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, guys.